is the Inkable Science Show. All right, good morning. Welcome to the Inkable Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM, Season 3, Episode 2 of the show uh, that um, you know, is put together to answer all your science-related questions to keep you enlightened educated and informed my name is alone tobias so good to have your company on the incubus science show this morning so this morning we'll be looking at the complexities of dna paternity we're we'll looking at dna paternity test what you should know and to take us through all of these complexities we have uh, dr ademola Aladijari is a trained and practicing embryologist who contributes towards solving infertility and childbirth cases in Nigeria. Doctor, great to have you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, and uh, we're happy to have you as well. Happy to learn from your, you know, expertise this morning. Thank you. Okay, so um, DNA paternity, I mean, is something that... Um, um, a lot of people talked about um, in the past couple of months, given different stories that emerged from different parts of the country and across the world as well. But we're not here to do that. We are looking at the science aspect of it because I know that a lot of people are dying to know the science aspect of it. They're yearning to learn more about this subject. I'm dying to learn more as well about this subject. So let's start with um, the definition of it. Um, what is DNA paternity test, basically? Thank you. Um DNA paternity tests actually involves the use of um, DNA profile to determine whether a male indivi individual is a biological father of another said individual. Now, well, I really want to use much grammar here. I'll try to break it down into... Please do. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, when we say DNA profiling, what does DNA mean itself? Well, the actual word is... um nucleic acid that's the dna yeah you know i i tried when i was researching for this show i saw that one i remember back in secondary school days i came across it mm -hmm. you know um uh, so pronouncing is always a very difficult <laughs> task because it's a mouthful so run run us through the pronunciation again <laughs> nucleic acid let me see if i can try deoxyribonucleic acid yes. acid okay yes. dna dna okay. so we just want to shut it down All because right, we wouldn't want to break no it no, no i don't i don't think <laughs> i would want to do that okay so um actually this dna is an organic chemi chemical that contains genetic information and instruction for protein synthesis now i would want us to understand just bringing it into a lemma term um Let's say one wants to build a house. Let's say one wants to build a house. There's a plan that is written down. I'll be using that example a lot. Okay. Drawing down a plan to build a house. Now, well, in um, architectural designs and those that are in that field, they will understand that every drawing, every mark, every dot in that plan means something. So this DNA is sort of that nature. It's as the plan, it's the genetic plan of an individual. The, we call it genetic code. So if something whatsoever is missing, then there's a problem. So I, I, I think I'm, uh, well, I hope I'm carrying people. Yeah, yes, that. yes, yes. So the, 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 um, the planning has to be in place. It has to be the way it is. So now how do I give my, um, how do I... Um, my descendants, my descendants come. How do they get this? How do they inherit this from me? Okay. So that is what DNA does. DNA does. DNA helps us to pass across our 
our um, genetic properties down the line. Okay. Hereditarily. Hereditary, yeah. Okay. So, um, I yeah, think basically you, 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 you mentioned, um, you know, um, DNA patentists being, uh, you know, the use of DNA profiling. So, you, you've, you've not um, broken down oh, DNA okay. profiling for us. Yes. Now, that, that's DNA. Yeah. Now, um, back to what I was, back to the analysis I was using. Yes. The profile, it's not just um, maybe as the plant, as, like using that, that plant as an, an analogy, it contains a lot of things. It contains, it has the information about how you would look. It has information of how um, your fingernails would be, your blood group, your everything, everything from A to Z. There is nothing left to nature. Nothing is left to, to you know, chances like, okay, well, let's digest, let the air color just be blue or whatever mm. it wants to know. It's all connected. Every single thing, okay. from the top, from the nails to the air to the blood group to every single thing. So it's more of all this information, so much more than you can even think of. Things that you are not even aware of, you know. Everything now all compressed somewhere within each cells of the body and stored. This that is the DNA profile okay. of each individual of each cell. It's compiles all that and it's stored there. And it's being transferred from one generation down the line to another. So there's always a connection between um, someone's daily profile and the person's uh, maybe grandfather, grandmother, yes. good grandfather. Yes. So it doesn't happen out of the ordinary. It doesn't happen out of the ordinary. Mm. Everything is always, you know, stored in there and transferred down the line. But of course, as we proceed, we would, know, we would, we would have a little bit of understanding of how this thing mixes up yeah i'm interested in that let's let's look at how it mixes up really because um if you're saying that um from your toes your fingernails your hair color you know everything about you is connected to someone uh, that you're related to in your you know genealogy basically so how do you um uh, what influences what now in terms of what you get from your grandfather what you get from your grandmother i don't know if you don't if you understand what i'm I'm saying. saying yes Okay, well, good, good question. Well, okay. Um, now, I has a man. I have a son. Yes. Of course, how? Let's just imagine it. Let's imagine it. You have a son, and it's just a directly replica of you, just the same you, as if you know walking on the street and you see him. You think it's, you know, that is going to cause a lot of confusion, and of course, nature has a way of solving that. Okay. And one of it is. When a man and a woman meet, when the sperm is produced from a man, now there's so many things that goes, it's a deep, because let me, first I would, I would want to state this, that genetics is wide. It's, it's a complex. Big, it's a complex thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just trying to, to make us understand, just to break it down. I'm breaking it down, of course. I just want us to understand what it entails. Yeah. Um, when a man produces a sperm cell, the sperm cell as it is, as its own, okay, the hereditary we are talking about now, the, it's being stored in the chromosomes, genes in the chromosomes. Yeah. Now, these chromosomes are paired. You have 23 pairs per person, I mean per cell, each. So what happens is, um, these chromosomes contains different things. One of them is for the sex chromosome. The other one is, you know, everything, every other, yeah. Every other thing. Now, what happens is this. 
when the sperm is, up, is to meet the egg, it's prepared well just to have enough. Well, it has all that it should have. The egg too has all that it should have. Now, at just before or at some fertilization, remember, a sperm contains 23 pairs already. The egg contains 23 pairs already. And each one a single cell. The egg is a single cell. That is for fertilization, for this purpose of fertilization. Although numerous sperm cells are, are, are given out, but one of them is going to fertilize a particular egg. Okay. And when it's coming, it's coming with a full pair of of sperm, I mean of um, chromosomal numbers. Likewise, the egg too. So of course, when these two mix, now we're having about 48, 46 last times two. Now the system does it in such a way that out of well, a pair splits from the male, a pair split from the female, okay. and they mix. Now, before they even mix, there's something we call um, genetic recombination. That is a pair of, of um, I wouldn't just want to kick us deep into <laughs> this, because it's going to confuse a, a, a whole lot of us. Uh, just to break it down just, as... as um, just it, what, yeah, just yeah. to explain it, there are so many factors that, that does that. One of is this um, genetic recombination... Another one is also the random assortment, and that's where I actually want to explain deeper. Okay. Now, part of the sperm, the, the genes from the sperms, relates. I mean, it's it uh, mixes with that of the of the egg, and now that's more or less like diluting. Mm, okay, imagine we have um water and uh, maybe juice taken half of one, mixing it with half of the other. It mixes. But even in that mixture, there is one that will be dominant and there is one that will be recessive. recessive yes. So one will be pronounced, but that doesn't mean the one recessive is not there. It is. So that, what that means is, you have a baby, 50% is coming from the man. Genetics. in, in, in Guaranteed. In, guaranteed. Okay. 50% is coming from the woman. Now, if the baby eventually looks like the woman... That or maybe or looks like the woman, and because a particular another man looks like the woman or whatever, yeah. that doesn't mean because the, the the baby is looking somewhat like another man, which is not the uh, the father of the of the baby. That doesn't mean he's the owner of the baby. Okay. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The baby is looking like the mother, but there is a particular man somewhere that looks like the mother too, and all because the features looks alike. Like it the doesn't mother mean that the father is not the real father. Okay. Doesn't mean that the father is not the real father. So, the part of that man is still in that baby, 50%. So, what this DNA paternity test does mm. is for us to profile. We bring the DNA profile out and we are able to say, oh, this, it's more or less like you are, should I say, marking a script now, where you have a type from a particular person and you are just linking them together. Oh, yeah, this. Okay, see, this, this matches, see, this matches, this, this matches, matches. Okay. This matches and eventually we have a result. Yeah. All right, Dr. Ademola Aladija is still with us in the studio. He's a trained and practicing embryologist um, who has contributed to us solving infertility and childbirth cases in Nigeria. We're looking at the complexities of DNA uh, paternity test uh, this morning on the Inkaba Science Show. You can drop your questions on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash BitFM979 on Twitter, at the Beat979FM. And I'm sure our experts in the studio will be, you know, are willing to answer those questions that you might have. You can also call 0700 1979. 0700 1979. 
if you want to be a part of the show. We'll take a short break now. When we'll get back, we'll um, you know, continue the conversation right here on the beat. 97.9 FM, don't go away. Dad, why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Hmm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the Earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm, I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beat 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9 a.m. and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5 p.m. We can't miss it! The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. Right, it's the Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. You have the station. My name is Alain Tobias. Great to have your company this morning. We're discussing the complexities of um, DNA paternity tests. We see have in the studio Dr. Dimola Aladijari. He's a trained embryologist uh, contributing to us solving infertility and childbirth problems in Nigeria. So, um, before we went on that break, you were uh, t- talking about um, what you look at when you do this test, you know, comparing notes, see what matches and what doesn't match. So, I want you to explain properly how samples are collected when someone comes for a DNA paternity test. How samples are collected, really? Okay. Um, of course, we don't expect to extract that from each cell of your body, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because when they say DNA profiling, some people are always thinking, oh, maybe they'll go into my brain to bring out some things out, or maybe they would have to go through my yeah. inner organs or something. No, yeah. no, no. So how do you collect the samples? Okay, well, um, nature, has, nature has designed it in such a way that um, we don't really need to... We have cells all over our bodies. We have cells, our palms are filled with cells. There are different linings, though, but we have cells... And these cells also contains all what we need. So, but most effectively, we would want to do what we call the Boca cavity swap. Where we use, um, we just swipe through the inner line of the cheek. Mm. That is more or less like putting saliva, but it's not really saliva now. We want to, you know, line the cheek with a, well, with a swab just to collect. There are some tissues that are collected in such, in, in, while we're doing that. Okay. Just swab it and, you know, that's all what we need. And after the swab, of course, it's mo- it should be filled with, with saliva. We might not want to put it with all the salivas. So we might have to just wave it so that... You just it, need a tiny just, bit. Just yeah. a tiny bit. After getting samples, we try to make it a bit dry, then we bag it. And then send it to the genetician. Mm. I'm sorry, geneticist. That would, um, would attend to it. We'll be able to do the sortings and all. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, how accurate um, is it going to be if you get the you know swab from the person's cheek as the you know sample material for the test? Okay, accurate in in getting the re- the result in, no. in in matching the okay um, because I, I actually want to get because it could be a two way thing. Yes. It could be that how accurate is it for us to get samples or how accurate is the result from that sample? Uh, okay, let's look at both now. <laughs> okay, of course, like I said earlier, um, tissues are. In fact, so many places they could get tissues from. 
but this is just the most preferred getting tissues from the mouth and it would always you would get tissues from there just by swabbing and um and that's it now how accurate can this be in as much as the tissue is gotten result is it's not about um you know why we can't get tissues from the palm most likely you have touched someone today and there's a residual of a person's DNA. Mm. There's a residual of the person's DNA. On, so we would just want a place where we are sure. Okay, D- doctor, let, let's take a call. Let's take a call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Sissy. I'm calling from Bolivia. I have a question for the guest. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I want to know what are the legal What are the what? Like, and I family. Ah. I, I I can't hear you. I can't hear you clearly. Titi, I can't hear you clearly. I need to uh, speak up so I can hear you. Yeah, I think she's asking something about legal issues surrounding, you know, uh, DNA testing. I, I couldn't hear you clearly, Titi, but if you can call back, um, maybe you should. 0700 979 that's the number to call so okay okay back yeah. to what i was saying yeah um the so we, we want to get samples from the mouth that is and that is always accurate okay. because it's the person's tissue in as much as cells are found there's a dna present in it and we extract it out now that's one then so we can go okay well yes let, let, let's take i want to take the calls get the questions and then come to you okay. hello good morning Hello, I need you to speak up. I need you to speak up. Your name again, please. My name is Tony from Bolivia. All right, go ahead. Go ahead with your question. Yeah, please. Uh, I'd like to find out, um, you have to run a training test for the situation situation here in Nigeria. What are the what? Financial implications. Financial implications. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's take another one. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, my name is Sita. I said, my question is that can a random person outside of the parents of a child do the DNA okay. test on a child? Like, okay. how do they confirm this okay. person's parents? Like, they're not giving the information to an outsider. And I don't know if you get me. I, I understand your question. That can um, right. someone outside the parent of the child decide to do any DNA paternity test? That's the maybe she she called earlier actually asking the legal impl- implication before the person that called now outside, outside the parent, parent. Like, yes okay yes can they okay. you know do is there any legal impl- implication regarding that that's what okay. she's asking yes okay okay all right so should we answer the let's quickly answer the questions and then okay, we'll well, continue. firstly financial implication well I might not have a figure for that okay why not it's affordable. Even though it's not um and affordable is relative as well. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not it's not cheap. Even though it's not cheap, but I know that it's within the range of a, a little above I, I wouldn't want to put a figure because okay. that's not actually my, 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 my line yes, actually. Yeah. But I mean it's not too affordable. I mean it's affordable, not too cheap. Let me put it that way. Okay. Somewhere in between. Maybe in between a hundred <laughs> and a two. Okay. Okay. Yes. Then Depending on how many factors we are looking at. If you are looking at because the more the people they are checking probably they are checking between two men and the child or a man the child and the mother or the, the, the people the more the people the more the the cost of it mm, okay so that is that 
Then also the legal aspect. Okay, well, we have one. There are actually two types of this test we are talking about. Mm. There is one that has the legal backing, and there is one that is just for the no. Now, the one that has the, the one for the no is just for you to know. Okay, you can't present that in the court case. Okay, you can't present that anywhere. But there is one that comes with the legal backing. Now, that has to be done. You know, that okay. Well, there's that that's, there's that one that has a legal backing. Backing. Now, can and another relative. Now, what we are looking at. Most likely, what we want to solve here is a paternity, paternity issue. Yes. So, if there is a, a you know, in as much as there are different men involved in this, their samples has to be collected. Okay? In as much as, if there are three men, five, or maybe two men fighting for the paternity of a the child, child yeah. then we collect the two men and maybe the baby, then, well, not necessarily, but we actually, you know, we would want to have it's an optional thing that's for the mother yeah it's optional but we would want to have our, our samples co- samples collected but if she doesn't if she insists that she doesn't want to put it down fine in as much as we are looking at paternity it's the, the men we are looking at okay at so that point in time. Le- le- let's go back to you know the our, our line of thought now before those calls came in because it's also important to let people ask questions as they are listening to you yeah. they want to learn more and know more from an expert that you are so yeah. when you were talking about um the swab test and the accuracy uh saying that um when you use a swab take the saliva you don't need all the particles you only need a few particles to yes. go into the lab and then it goes to the uh geneticists basically yes. to you so know look at the so w- w- yes. when you analyze i know you mentioned earlier that you compare notes like when you're marking an examination script, what yeah. do you what do you look out for when you analyze, you know, the sample collected from the father and the sample okay. collected from the child? Well, actually, I'm not right. The, I'm not the right person to answer that because I'm not a geneticist. Okay. But what I know is that chromosomes they all differ, and they, they like the the this the shapes. That's where um the assortments are different, kind of after well. So I g- let me just leave it to them to answer that. Okay. Geneticist. Okay. But there are some things they look out for, and these markings gives them the, it's you know hearts all up to give them their answers. Mm. Then also I would not want to let out something um, that um, it's possible. Right now it's possible to have the paternity uh, paternity test for someone that is pregnant. So it's not until we have a baby. That we have to be that we can do a paternity test. Yeah, I actually plan to bring that up uh, much later, but since you, okay. so you, you you brought it up already, so I was reading up on the on, on the subjects earlier and yeah. I came across two uh well, maybe two types of paternity testing. They call it there's one I saw, invasive prenatal paternity testing. I guess that's the one you're talking about. Yes. That when a woman is pregnant that it can still be, be conducted. So how do how how do you do that? Now well that's not the invasive one. Okay, okay. well, because I saw prenatal, so I just figured pre-natal. it could be, yes. What we do is just call it the blood. All right. The blood of the woman. Because the blood of the baby is also present in the blood of the woman. The particles, the genetic particles of the baby is present there. So we are able, well, they, the geneticists now, <laughs> are able to do the separations and all. Okay. Mm. And, and then there's the non-invasive prenatal paternity testing. That has to do with the swapping. The non-invasive okay. prenatal. Yes. Non-invasive prenatal, we go to the blood of the woman and collect blood sample. Mm. Non-invasive, it's just for us to get the blood out, not to open her up or anything. Now, well, in um, I would want to go a bit into into IVF now. Okay. There's something we call pre- PGD. 
pre-implantation genetic um pre uh, okay pgs or pgts PGT, okay let me just go with the basic one pgt pgs pgs pre-implantation okay. genetic screening now what we use that for is to um well that has to do with embryos now okay embryos these are they've not been implanted yet they've not been sent to the woman i mean to, they've not implanted into the woman's embryo i mean endometrium we take them out and we use this to solve people with um sickle cell diseases you know when an as marries an as and they want to give birth to they don't want an ss as a baby you need an advanced form of science and we try to take some some cells some tissues out of this this um, embryo mm. embryo is some um, sperm and egg that's fertilized and develop yeah. for a few a couple of days maybe two to five days not yet a fetus not yet a fetus yes okay. we even introduce it back into the woman okay so we take a bit of them just a tissue from it then we analyze to, sh- to just to know the genetic just what we are doing now in the fetus so that we with that we are able to say oh this baby has it we get the profile the daily profile of this baby also and with that we can say oh this baby is aa oh this baby is as oh this baby should be discarded and this embryo should be discarded it's ss okay so such is to the embryo now we are going invasive of course so many science has developed so much that they can get some tissues from the baby even at mm-hmm. the pregnancy level okay. but we don't want to do that the best, which is the m- well, most efficient and risk, at least the risk is lesser, is less risky. Yeah. Less risky. Getting blood from the mother and then checking that out. Okay. Um, I think we have another call now. Let's take this one. Oh, okay. we, we've lost it. 0700-1979. 0700-1979. That's the number to call to ask your question that we might have regarding DNA paternity tests. So, um... Uh, let, let's move away from the the um, um, the, the um, what was it called now? Non-invasive test. Okay, let's let's take this call. Let's take this call. Hello. 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 Good morning. Yes. 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 I called earlier. I don't think the guest um, got my question. I'm saying that okay. Walk me through how the DNA test is done. Uh, how do you verify that it's not a random person that is doing the DNA test of my child? Have you verified that the parents of the child? Not just on random person that comes chaos in the family. Okay. What um how do you verify the paternity? I think he um mentioned he has explained that already. Maybe you want to answer the question again? How do you verify? Yes, yes. How do you know that it's not just a random person wanting to cause chaos in the family okay. by coming to do, you know, uh paternity? Yeah, yeah, yes, so yes. For such it's better to go for the legal part, the legal okay. one. Okay. Now the legal one, of course, everything is ticked. The right thing they should, of course, even the non-legal one, they do it rightly, but they make sure everything is perfect. No one can just take a child and just, you know, go come from somewhere and say, oh, I have, the leg- I have a, a, a DNA test, paternity DNA test, and this test tells. He can present that just for you to agree to go for a paternity test, mm. a legal one. 
it's not enough. It's not valid enough. If someone just comes from the blues and presents it, so it's best to go for the legal one. It's okay. Best to go for good the morning. Hello. Good morning. What your name, sir? Your name? Okay, this is John from Africa. All right, go, go ahead, Mr. John. Well, my, my, my question is: Is it possible for a child not to look like the father or the mother, or not any form of resemblance? Is, is that possible? Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You, you, you would answer the question. So he's saying that is it possible for a child not to look like the father or the mother and still be the actual child of the very, father? Very possible. Okay. So I, I know that you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, um, everything uh, comes into the mix when um, a child is being formed. The, you know, father's, um, you know, the chromosome, the mother's yeah. chromosome as well, that, um, you know, up to the hair color, the fingernail, yes. the toenail, everything. So yes. how is it now possible that a child will no, still not look like the father and the mother? That's still be the okay. actual child. Okay, now let me let me remind us something that is as an individual, yes, as a person that we are right now, we are carrying both our parents' genes. Okay? Now our parents also are carrying their parents' genes. Okay. Likewise down the line. Grandparents and now like, that. like I, I said something earlier and that um there's something that could be recessive and something that could be dominant. Now sometimes when two recessive comes in. One has to be dominant over the other. Now, my father's gene could be dominant in me right now than my mother's gene. Okay? Then when I get married to my wife, our mother's gene could be more dominant than our father's gene. Now, in our child, my recessive gene could be... My recessive gene could mix with our recessive gene. And the result could be... I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. The result could be... A resemblance of our grandfather or great grandfather or great grandmother that the gene uh, that's what happens in, in, in the case of uh, um, albino albinism. Yes, sometimes down the line of the history uh, of their of their um, forefathers, or you know, someone was an albino, but along the line, it was recessive, it was being passed recessive, and all of a sudden, it became Another dominant way, again, it became dominant again. Okay, so it's because of maybe one has it in the lineage. Mix with someone that doesn't have it in the lineage, but at that point in time, at that baby, the, the, the gene is presenting it as a dominant one and it comes out again. So, you know, all this can happen in as much as um, that's why we don't, that's why even in our culture here in Africa, we don't encourage them um, same family marriage. Like people, only they are like incest. Some, uh, incest, yes. Okay. It's accepting some part of the world where a cousin could marry a cousin. Because these things, any problem, in the, that's one of the reasons behind it. Any problem in the family would can reinforce back. Something that is wearing off already. Like health problems? Health problems mm. and all that can come back again. So, having a child that doesn't look like the father or the mother would look like someone that's in that their generation. So, if they have a older, very older relative around, maybe their great their grandfather would might look and say, Oh, this baby looks like a... a great great grandfather our ancestor or something yeah and that's why we should always keep our family pictures so we can be able to <laughs> so it just it just uh, <laughs> turns out that um, at that point the great grandfather's um gene becomes dominant again and yes. every other one's become um recessive yes. okay um I, I also came across uh, something that um tried to explain um you know how to um do a dna test to distinguish can, can it actually be done to distinguish between uh, twins okay well now, twins, okay, yes. so us generally, we know twins as twins. Yes. But to us, embryologists, 
It's more complicated than that. There is a difference between a, should I say, um, monozygous twin and a... Okay, let me put it this way, just to make it simpler. Okay, please do. Now, twinning, <laughs> twinning okay, could be as a result of different embryos. That is, a woman, okay, naturally a woman conceives, a, a woman um, ovulates one egg per ovum. A woman has two ovums, okay? But normally, they ovulate just one per time. But sometimes, the two ovums ovulate at the same time, they have two eggs. Now, when these two eggs are present, and sperms comes in, the sperms fertilizes the two. It's a different sperm mixing with a different egg. So, there are two different individuals in the process. Now, okay. these two are going to be different from the beginning to the end. They might look alike in some ways, but they'll be different, kind of. That's why you could have a twin. One is light, one is dark. I, we had, I, had with, I, have, I have a couple of friends in that, that looks like that. They are twins. But now, we have the monozygote, monozygotic twin. This one's just one egg and one sperm. Okay? Fertilizes... And along the line, after fertilization, it divides. It's divide. There's some certain division that is expected, but these ones form entirely two babies. Now, these ones are from the same genes, the same, you know, property, same father, same mother. Mm. But now, this is, where the, 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 this is where the issue is with that. It is expected that they should have the same DNA. Okay. That's the expectation. But sometimes they do not. That. They don't even. Okay. They don't. Why? What happens is this. Depending on the time they split away from each other, depending on the time they divided, if it was immediately after, maybe some few, immediately after fertilization, then their closeness would be so close, it would be very close, but still. Because, like I said, the first analogy I used was the plan of a house. Mm. Now, if I have a plan of a house here with me, I build, I being the, I do the plan myself, I built it myself. I use the same plan again for another house. There will still be some differences. Now, the difference has to be do with um, the genetic mutations that occur. While the, now, I should rem- I, let me remind you that um, I should remind you that this is just the plan. Okay. It is just one cell. This cell will produce. It will keep on reproducing because one cell, a cell from the sperm, a cell from the egg. Mixed to form one to form the embryo, An embryo. like got the embryo. Now, this embryo now starts reproducing in the process of such reproduction. Some alterations setting, some mutations setting, some alteration. So, these alterations are they differentiate the two. That's why even a twin would not have the same, the same um, fingerprints, they would not, even though everything is similar, but because of. You know, their response to their changes. It will so so. It's nature has had it in such a way that it's not. It won't just be the same again, mm. no matter how closely they look and all. Let, yeah. let, let's take this call. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Hello, good morning. My name is Patrick. I'm calling from Akoba. All right, go ahead, Patrick. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm about to ask you a question. Okay. Can it predict all diseases? Yes. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is, is it possible for a child not to have the gene of the father? 
Okay. We have a documentary that was given back to DNHS Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Patrick, for Makoba. Thank you so much. He would answer. I think we should start with the uh, the last one. That um, um, is it possible after collecting the sample of the father and the and the child involved for the child not to have any gene of the father? It's making reference to a documentary saw. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Now, I will talk about something later. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about something later. But for a child not to have the gene of the father, it's almost impossible. It's not possible. It is not. But they, they will call something chimera. Okay. Now, um, that's what I said I want, I would, I'm going to talk about later. Chimerism is... Um, I'm trying to... Okay, like I was saying before the call... That each a twin from the same egg now can divide. I mean, an embryo divides into two, and they have two separate um, genetic distinct variation. Mm. Eventually, likewise, an embryo can maybe due to the death of one embryo earlier, or maybe they were twin before, and it can assimilate another. Two embryos can be assimilated together. That happens just after fertilization also. Or, or so can be assimilated together to give birth to one person. Okay. Now the person has two different entities, two different DNAs. Chimerism. I think it has C-H-I-M-E-R-A. C-H-I-M-E-R-A. Now, in such a person, in the formative years, while the embryos, now that's even be before the fetal year itself that's while they are still embryos this happens and because the way god designed us the way god has designed embryos they have the necessary information this dna is part of of, of they know where to when the hands should be formed when the legs should be formed when development each development should be done okay now in the issue of this chimerism one takes in another and now maybe a part of it could co- go and form the let's say forming the system but mostly what happens is even in this issue of chimerism camera chimera even in this issue the other one whichever one is forming which forms the old system what this means is if i i don't know if you understand if you're getting me if one okay an embryo another embryo maybe they were supposed to be twin Okay, and along the line, it's just one. One takes in another. Okay, when it's been taken in, it's a different DNA. Different DNA, the other one too is a different DNA because it's different eggs. Even though they are from the same mother or the same father, that, that doesn't make them the same, as in the eggs now. Okay. Now, when they are formed, the one, one let's say A and B are formed together, A would maybe produce the GIT system, maybe B produces the CNS system. That's the essential the I'm just trying to so if samples are taken from the GIT, for example, where the mouth is, the baby could be the baby could be the, the father. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Mm. There could be a difference, kind of. 
it's, a, it's something very advanced. Um, well, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's something very advanced. And it's, well, of recent times that it's been, on, that it's been um, seen. Okay. Well, so, th- 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 does that, um, um, you know, buttress the point that sometimes it might look like the baby doesn't have the gene of the father? Both. Okay. It somehow buttresses the point, yes? A system would still carry the baby, the, the father's gene. Somewhere going in it. So, what that means is, it's complex. I don't want to, dist- I don't want to you know, you know, make it uh, a big issue. Yeah. It's not really common as it is. It's not common. But once in a while, when the situation comes, they need to go through extensive um, tests. So they need to go deeper than the, deeper uh, the than usual paternity test. If it's a family issue, if it's a father and a mother, of course, and a child, even if there is a chimerism, it's expected that the sperm of the first one that was assimilated is to be from the man. So there is no way that do you understand what i'm saying let me just try break it down okay there's a father and a mother that are married for a while yeah for some years they're expecting a baby or they had a baby now of course it's expected that the faithful man and the faithful woman has been faithful to each other mm. if they were having twin for example and one of them assimilated the other at the cost of development in as much as it's this man's sperm that fertilizes the first one mm. Because in chimerism, it's most likely two eggs, two different eggs, two different sperms. And then eventually, maybe due to its assimilated other, then the sperm that fertilized the other one that was assimilated by the first one are from the same man. So whichever way, there should still be a linkage. I don't know if you understand that. Okay, I, I understand you now. So Whatever happens, there should still be still that be connection the between sperm. the father yes. and the... Yes. Only if there is an issue somewhere, maybe there was a rape somewhere along the line, mm. well. But that, I mean, so it's not an excuse, really. It's just what happens there is sometimes, or uh, maybe, um, well, it happens mostly. This one is, uh, is mostly uh, happens to maybe women and it's a, a big thing it's, it's complex okay. yeah, mother, they tell the mother that you're not the, child, the mother of the child oh that Based happens too result yes oh. but it's something complex okay so i wouldn't want to just middle us into all, all right let, let's go into something less complex now and um a lot of people have asked um before that uh, is there any particular age that um a child becomes um mature enough to get samples taken for a dna, DNA paternity test or there's no age limit to it DNA is always DNA. Okay. In as much as it's not from the fet- from um, the non-invasive taking the blood while she's okay. still pregnant okay. with the baby, you can get it. Or oh, is there any such thing as too old to get samples from you to determine your uh, father? Basically, as far as I'm concerned, no. So any age can be done. Yes. Okay. Well, well, one of our callers, um, the last one actually asked a question about um, if uh, DNA can also um, help us expose um, diseases within the family line. Okay. Yes. As far back as embryo, as far back as it can, it can expose it. Can. In as much as there are some well-known diseases in the family, then um, screening using DNA can expose. So we call that screening, and not um, disease. Because um, okay, the old PGD we call that PGD, pre-implantation diseases and um, genetic diseases. We are looking out specifically for some disease. But when you are screening, you are screening for every form of disease, every form of abnormality in the gen- in the gene. So it can, yes. Okay. Um, th- there's also um, this one I, I saw about uh, reverse paternity testing. Um, can you take us through that? Reverse 
yes. Can you test in? I would want to understand. Yeah, because you know, they always say Google is your friend. You know, okay. sometimes you Google and then try to. They say it's the ability to establish a biological father when the father of that person is not available. Establishing a biological father. Father, yes, when the father of that person is not available. Okay, well. So you, maybe the father is unavailable for the samples to be taken. Can okay. you still trace the? Well, in you Nigeria know, now, I'm not sure that can be done. Okay, so that's like advanced science. Yeah. Okay, we don't have a database of that. Some would say that even from well, in the advanced world, you can get the DNA taken from the. In fact, well, we don't have. Well, let me just go into that. But we can get DNA taken from the toothbrush of a deceased person. Now we can. In as much as we don't have a database, how will I know that it's um, Musa that was at our gates for the past, maybe... That used the toothbrush. <laughs> use you know, we can't really... Even though we do the DNA screening, we do, okay, oh, this person is not the father. The father is not among these people. Okay. Or is not this person. You're able to establish that. To establish that. Okay. But telling us now that it's a particular Musa somewhere, the DNA is not in Magician now. <laughs> and we don't have a database. So if the, if the father is diseased, it's really hard to establish that connection. Yes. If we can get the sample from him, fine. If we can get the sample from the toothbrush he used before he died, fine. The toothbrush he used? Yes. What if he died maybe 10, 20 years ago? Well, you can still get the samples from the brush. Sometimes, yes. That's why, that's why um, genetics has gone deep. It has gone, it's, it's gone so deep now that so many things that were impossible before are now possible. Okay. Mm. All right. It's been a very interesting conversation with you, Dr. Demola Ladijari. It's My been pleasure. great to have you in the studio. We also it's appreciate nice. those who called in to ask um, their questions. Um, any final thought before we go? Uh, well, not really. Okay. Thank you so much. Join us again next Monday, 9 a.m. on the Incubus Science Show. And don't forget to